Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Tell who you are. Okay, there we go. Perfect. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Let's Chit Chat and Wellness and Travel. I am Chandria Singleton. I'm so excited today because we are doing our amazing series on the field of radiologic sciences. As you know, I've been in radiology for over 20 years uh, as an MR and CT tech and applications tech. And I feel it's so important that you all understand what radiology really is. And what it's about. So my guest today is Brandon A. Smith. He's a native of Southeast Texas and Southwest Louisiana, currently employed by GE Healthcare as a radiology application specialist under digital services, as well as an adjunct professor at the University of Texas at MD Anderson School of Health Professions. Brandon is an ARRT registered technologist certified in radiography and vascular interventional. He's certified imaging informatics professional as well through ABII. He currently serves as the vice president of the ASRT, American Society of Radiologic Technologists, and recently elected to the office of president-elect and will be installed June of 2020. So welcome, Mr. Smith. Brandon, thank you. So good morning. Thank you for having me. It is such uh, an honor. I see you. I see you moving and, and promoting on, on LinkedIn. It's always so amazing to see medical imaging on the timeline. It is. And congratulations to you. I mean, when we connected, I saw that you were going for the going for it and we were voting for everyone. Such great candidates. I mean, everybody was amazing. And I just love the way you immediately connected back with me when I reached out to you was, you know, watched your posts and how you really promoted the radiology field. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I did that amazing bio, but I want people to hear from you who you are and what it is that you do. I laugh. I guess the corniest thing I can tell you is when you meet me, the most important detail I can tell you about me is I'm branded. Like people are like, what does that mean? It's like no credentials, no resumes, like branding is just branding. And that means uh, everything to some, it means nothing to some others, but right. it's okay. Find yourself in the middle. So, uh, you know, down here in Houston, Texas, I am Bayou born and raised. And so I'm probably going to live and die in the Bayou. I travel. But I'm gonna always come back home uh, to the Bayou. Uh, I am actually a second generation technologist, so I've been uh, probably my story is a little different than some others who may have not been exposed to uh, imaging. And so my dad's been doing um, um, medical imaging since the '80s. Wow! Uh, and he's an MRI technologist, and that's probably why I don't do MR today. <laughs> Uh, because he is, uh, I cracked that joke on, on every interview I have. Like he is, oh man, I'm like, Dad, I'm glad that you are that enthusiastic about. Uh, when you love it, you love it. <laughs> and I'm good, and, I, and I, I'm good. But see, and those are the things that 
you know, help me, you know, when I tell people, so I'm an expert in medical imaging, it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, MR, it's like, so what makes me the expert is I don't know MR, but I can connect you with the expert who, you know, who does. And so that's when, it, you know, you're making that network work, you know, and, and you're plugging in and celebrating the talents of medical imaging professionals and radiation therapy. And so I try to, I try to make sure I'm always conscious of that where, where my, where my yard ends and your yard begins. Uh, I'm always willing to send, you know, people your way and to let you, you know, not to let you to promote you to demonstrate uh, the talents that you have uh, without me trying to pretend I know something that I don't. Yeah, I'm the same way. Someone just posted on my TikTok. I was saying something about uh, MRI and they said, how long is a PET scan? I was like, I do not know. But I'm sure someone in these comments will answer. Sure enough, a pet technologist answered them. I, I don't know. That's I might do a lot of modalities, but that is not one of them. And, and I that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's so funny. So now people hear radiology and they immediately think of x-rays. And I find that is all people know about radiology is an x-ray broken bone but we can image any part of the body we are very important to the healthcare field right so let me ask you what is it you do and what is that because i read off that you do vascular interventional you know all of these other amazing things but can you tell the people that are listening who don't have a radiology background what is it that you actually do okay so when it comes to what i am i like to break it down like this and so not to complicate it I am a registered technologist. And so being a registered technologist uh, in, in this scenario, that means that I successfully passed the registry of the American Registry of Radiologic Technologists, the ARRT. Uh, and I say that people are like, well, Brandon, why are you explain like that? Sometimes running into people that don't know the difference in between the ARRT and the ASRT. Yeah. And um, and so my primary modality is radi- radiography, which I love to death. It's my foundation. I would not be able to do any of the things I do today if I didn't have a solid uh, um, solid background there. And so radiography in my era was truly diagnostic with some dynamic studies like fluoro, uh, interventional or special procedures had been kind of separated in in the regions I was at that point. And it was specials was a thing to itself. So it was taking um, static x-rays, you know, chest x-rays, abdomens, extremities, all that stuff, and doing fluoro studies with uh, barium, modified swallows, IVPs, some, some tomography, but not a lot because you know that on a CT and then with the VI, VI is what a lot of people will consider special procedures or IR. And mm-hmm. so where we are the unicorn, we are not um we're doing a, a lot more than what's going on in a diagnostic uh rad department, but not as invasive as surgery. So you find us somewhere in the middle. And so we are, you know. Uh, implanting different devices. We are either promoting blood flow or we are embolizing and stopping blood flow. Uh, We are willing and dealing in a much more, like I said, uh, interventional therapeutic and even in diagnostic ways, depending on what the scenario is. It really elevated my thinking and gave me so much more respect for the radiographer when I started to work in the specials and I started to accept, acknowledge, and, and function as a clinician. Yes. 
versus as um, you know, somebody who's just on a on an assembly line as people like to falsely categorize us. Right. And it's not that being in specials didn't change that, but it made me appreciate the things that I was actually doing in radiography because it it debunked a lot of myths. The radiologists or uh, interventionists stopped being the uh, wizard behind the curtain, right, and became somebody on the team. I fully acknowledge that there's a hierarchy there and different degrees of liability, but it's teamwork all the same. Uh, nurses stop being a phone call away, and this is somebody either I'm circulating with, I'm scrubbed in, or you know we are effectively communicating as a team. And you learn that. This is collaboration, not a not buzzword culture, right? Not what sounds nice and we can put on a billboard uh, to say we're one healthcare team. Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuable secure with convenient zipper pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of a couple of RADTEX podcasts. Now let's get into the episode. Because I think, I, think, I think people need to understand when it comes to IR, because my first, my two years in radiology school, the first year I got all of my exams done. I went and did literally everything the two years I did it in one year because I knew my body could not do portables and OR for the next however many years I was going to have to work. So I needed to figure out what, the, what other modality I wanted to do. And so I used my second year to rotate through. IR was the one that I thought I was going in. I loved interventional. And like you said, I think people need to understand, like, what is it that you do? You have, that's where I found out about radiology nurses. Like you have nurses that are in there with you as you sedate the people, they're responsible for sedating. Because as a technologist working in interventional, like you say, you work closely with the radiologists. It gives you a whole new perspective. They're coming out of that that reading room where it's dark and closed doors that we always right. go knock on the door to try right. to get them. Get them. Right. They're out there with us in the in the room there, the sterile feel. You've all got to scrub in together. Nurses, technologists, doctors, everybody scrubbed in together. They rely on the technologists to draw up certain things, to put out certain needles, to to understand. You know, like you said, liability is, is different levels. The doctor is still right. the doctor, right. but they do heavily. Rely Rely on the technologist as far as different, I guess, Frenches are what that's what they call. Right, so yeah, so it, it, dep- it depends on what type of instruments you're talking about. So when we talk about instrumentation, you know, technologist knows the where's and the the where's and what's where things are, and then as you start to elevate, they start, you know, a uh, 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 tapped in engaged technologist starts to anticipate the doctor's move, and so what what IR does it. It, it challenges what your preconceived notions of your scope or practice are, what your expectations and what your talents are, because a lot of people confuse and stop their understanding of their scope of practice by the limitations set by the institution. Yes, mm-hmm. you have to follow those right. because you work for the institution, but the institution does not define your scope of practice. The institution defines your scope of practice in the role they employ you to operate in, but not the same. That's not 
that's not the same scope of practice that is established by your state licensure, if you have a state license, by your national registry, which is the ART, and your uh, practice standards that are set by the ASRT. A lot of people don't even realize all of these things exist. And when people are telling you that's not in your scope, nine times out of 10, they're telling you something they don't know. And you have plenty of references you can go to. And you'll tell them, I've done it before. I said, well, no, we don't do that here based on institutional policy. But here's my scope of practice. Right. You know, you thought it was here. But but then, you know, and so those are things we have to be aware of as we talk about professionalism and truly being effective advocates you know, not beating somebody upside the head and trying to make them say we're important, we're important, we're right. important, but it's really defining and and owning the narrative because we get discounted more often than not. And the worst part about the discount we receive, I, I think the most impacting part of that discount is um, from where I stand, sometimes it's more internal than it is externally driven. I we could tell. Oh, we, we got a panel coming up on that too. I mean, it, it it's so much we can talk. So let's go out of the clinical role okay. because now you help the audience to see what you do in the interventional world, vascular world. People wonder how do I get those stents? How do people get stents in me? Well, interventional is one of those ways. Open up blood flow, all kind of things. It's such an important role. But you also do applications. When I was in school, I knew nothing about that. No one ever talked to me about uh, applications technologies. It never occurred to me that somebody had to put those protocols in a machine. Someone had to teach you how to use this GE, this Philips, or this Siemens. You know. So how did you get into applications, and what is applications? Man, so that's awesome. So. First and foremost, y'all going to notice I always have a, a thesis statement before I answer the question. Uh, one, because I talk too much. Two, because I'm verbose. And three, because I really want to make sure I'm taking the opportunity to articulate. Understand what you were taught to do as we were developing as radiographers, technologists, sonographers, therapists. We start to build and accumulate transferable skills. And I say transferable skills, like we're not defined to a one procedure area, a service line, an exam, that we learn things along the way that allow us to deliver exceptional patient care beyond the realms of direct patient care, even though that's important. You have to know direct patient care to understand how to influence it, but to really get in, involved in the operations and the process of things that promote patient care and that become a little more distal than direct patient care and exams. And so when I got into um, applications, I had been teaching for about two years uh, at a university level. Well, teaching full-time. Let me say I've been teaching full-time because when I started teaching adjunct, I was still um, in the clinical clinical direct patient care. Right. So when I got into apps, I was probably two years, about two years removed for from IR, um, clinically practicing. And I got a call from somebody who had referred me. Still, they still, I'm still trying to figure that out still to this day. And um, the rest was history. So I got into application. So I don't do software with the modalities. I do packs. And so oh. I'm dealing with the entire radiology department, uh, any departments that are adjacent to imaging. And so even though I do training on the application, I think the just of my job is understanding, communicating, collaborating, clinical workflows, B 
be it a nurse, be it a physician, be it a technologist, you know, among the modalities, whoever's accessing PACs and whatever platform they're using to make sure that we have efficient workflows in place and that all of those are working synergistically uh, for that patient outcome when it comes to the role that medical imaging plays in overall patient care management right, and healthcare delivery. And I think a lot of people miss the mark on that. It's like, there's not a service line we don't touch. So be careful about letting people discount your value uh, because imaging does not service, it's the service line that services service lines. Let me say yeah. that. And don't discount yourself either, because right. I think sometimes we think, well, I know when I was in school and people were saying, well, why are you rotating through all these modalities? Just stick with x-ray. And it's like, well, I got x-ray. Why wouldn't I get more? Right. Why wouldn't I challenge myself to learn more? Why wouldn't I challenge this, this radiology field has so much to offer me. Right. Why would I just stop here? You know, and it just didn't make sense to me. And I saw several people that stay there. Now they're like, oh, I wish I would have done that. You know, don't discount yourself as well. It's out there for everyone to be able to get. And right. you can be good at it. It's, it's, right. I think sometimes I would run into where people would say it's too hard. It's like it goes back to everything else. It's all in what you, you know, what you, what admit, what you make. Right. Of it. So there's I, nothing I, I too hard out agree. there. I completely agree. And I think with that, my my advisement with that is always the same. Whatever your end goal is, if it's to be the best technologies and you just want to work days, I don't think anything is wrong. And I and I had to have a conversation with somebody about that. Like, well, they should want more. It's like, everybody doesn't want to be the director. Everybody doesn't want to be outside. I said, and that's totally fine. I said, but make sure you own that narrative and you're not choosing to be somewhere because you are stuck. Right. Because that's a that's a totally different thing. And so I tell people all the time and you, you'll learn. I joke. I, I can I can I corner phrase in a minute. That's just the way I talk and the way my mind works. You know, take pride in your modality, but take purpose in your profession. You you set what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. But don't don't get in so many silos and say, well, you know, I do uh, X-ray. I don't do nuclear medicine. That has nothing to do with me. That has everything yeah. to do with you. You know, because you're not the person specializing there. You're that support system. You have an opportunity to 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 cheerlead that champion, to let to inform people when they ask. You know, stop allowing people to say, "Oh, you do X-ray. I don't do X-ray." You know, I do X, Y, Z. Like, right. no, no, I'm not telling you teach the people KVP or right. <laughs> mass or anything like that. But we have to really take take a moment. And describe to people what it is that we do. Because think about it. When you stay next door to a doctor or a nurse, you know you stay next door to a doctor or a nurse. Yeah. And people have to identify that, no, we're not a, uh, we're not Bigfoot. We're not a creature you hear about and doesn't exist. Now, mind you, I also think that the most ideal time to talk about who we are is not in a procedure room because that person is is anxious about results. They're not, right. they're not really hearing that. But right. when you are running these marathons that you run, when you go into soccer with your children, when you're at church, at the grocery store, you're having functions and people are asking, no, what is it that you do? I'm a medical imaging professional. What does that mean? Well, then let me tell you. And then intentionally, you know, start relaying that message. Like, think about it. If the people that you're the closest to, let's say the people who live in your house, mm -hmm. ask yourself three questions. Have I ever had a meaningful conversation with them about what I do? If somebody asked them what I do, 
what would they answer? And if they had to explain to somebody what I do, because if we're missing our mark with the right. people that we that we we reside with, oh, we we we're for sure missing our mark. With everybody else, uh, you know, with everybody else, and I and I think sometimes people might take offense to that, and it's not beating someone over the head, but it's really taking the opportunity to say, this is who we are, uh, this is what we do, and when other professionals, people healthcare systems, uh, you know, choose to, um, you know, choose to discount or, or deny value. We have to choose to be ignored. I mean that, like, I mean that, like, to a degree, like, what does resilience look like for us? Like, how are we really showing up? So expound on that a little bit, expound on that a little bit more. I think a lot of the times the mark has been missed because we're not articulating. Mind you, we've been around, uh, if we go based on Rinkin's discovery, um, you know, more than, you know, more, more than a century. Yeah. You when know, you we talk about missing the, our mark. How would you say we're missing our mark? Because what, like, are we really having that conversation? Like, are we singing to the choir more often than we are going out and truly doing outreach and doing intentional exposure? And, and are, are we doing that? Like, are we, when we're showing up places, you know, like since I've been on the advocacy kick, I, I built relationships. I go to high schools. I go to two-year and four-year institutions, depending on my relationships. And I want to talk to the people entering. You know, more importantly, you want to talk to people in secondary school. Right. Because sometimes college, you already kind of have an idea. And then some people don't. But when you start planting seeds, like early, early, you know, like my my sons probably won't go into medical imaging because I probably act like my dad, <laughs> right? And it's like, and, but my dad and I had to have that conversation too, and I, and I don't say this to he's like, oh, bring put me on the spot. We didn't talk about what he did growing up, and I grew up around CT machines, MR right. machines in a dark room. And looking at these cross-sectional images, like, oh, daddy, I don't see how you, like, what is that? He's like, that's a brain. I was like, I don't see a brain. Right. You know, and then, and then I go my own route and then I, I decide, you know, mid halfway, almost finished with my college career is like, I don't want to do what it is I'm doing. I think I'm going to switch to imaging. And because some, some people ask, why didn't you go into initially? I was like, I mean, it's the, it's the typical father son story. Like, I don't right. want to do what you do. I'm going to do my own thing, you know, but I've always been aware of imaging, but then you think about it. The conversation is the same. You even said yeah. it in your story. A lot of times this has not been an option because there was not an awareness. Yeah. So we know there's not an awareness. How do we change that narrative? And, and we cannot limit that promotion to hospital walls and procedure rooms. And that's where that synergy comes into play. There is no separation, in my opinion, in between the person and the professional. I've said that in many times, in many interviews, in many presentations, if the pandemic taught me nothing else, regardless of how you believe in it, you know, from a healthcare standpoint, from a political right. standpoint, I don't get into all of that. Right. But it showed that there is no separation. In no. between the person and the professional. As a professional, you are a person. As a person, I would hope 
you are a professional. You know and what I'm not working towards that. And that's what I like about the ASRT. Like I was telling you, you know, I just recently rejoined. My husband has always been a member from the day one when he got out of school. Uh, and he, you know, so we are both members now. And I'm taking full advantage of it and learning more of how it can benefit me as a professional. Right. Um, and, you know, so our outlook on it is different. But mine is, I love what you said, how you reach back. Because that's what I have several friends whose children didn't want to go to a four-year college. But their parents are like, you're going to school for something. Go right. talk to Chandria about radiology because she works a very flexible schedule and she and her husband travel all the time. So whatever she's doing, I need you to go talk to her. And I have friends who, you know, now their kids are grown, they have families and they do radiology right. all because of the conversations that I had with them. You know, I laid everything out for them that this is you have to work. Why not do something that you would enjoy, give you flexibility to even do the things that are hobbies? Right. And that's one direction I go with young people is, you know, four year college, eight year college is not meant for everyone. But think of what you could do in two years and maybe an extra year, depending on when, you know, when I was in it, they didn't have a lot of schools, if any. We didn't have any MR schools. So now you have to go to school for it. We just learned on a job and read a book and took the test and learned that way. But, you know, there's so many opportunities in radiology for young ones. Radiation therapy, I mean, I have seen so many people that I know go into that. And I remember there was one school and they took like eight people every two years or something. You know, it's really hard to get into it. So to see a lot of my colleagues in radiation therapy making six figures, having a balanced lifestyle because they make enough money, their children are in good schools, you know, they have a, a good life. You know, because of the career choice they made that a lot of people don't know about. So when it comes to the ASRT, could you briefly tell us, you know, what is the role of the ASRT? We talked about the ARRT, but the ASRT, because I think more people in the radiology field should understand it from a different perspective of just getting your CE credits, a place where you can take a one yeah. CE credits. <laughs> you know, and I think just being honest, that's where the average technologist, that's what they envision or know of the ASRT is that's where I go to get my credits because that's what I was told when I got out of school I was in school mm -hmm. this is where you get your credits but I believe the ASRT has a stronger role and can help become help more pro technologists become more professional and give our our modality a different you know a different mm -hmm. look so I'll say so I'll say this it may so that is usually the message and the theme you know, well, yeah, I, 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 I can get my seeds cheaper. And so let me, let me be completely clear. There are more than 350,000 registered technologists and therapists in the U.S. We represent the third largest healthcare profession in the U.S. Only second to physicians. And nurses. Uh, well, third to physicians and nurses, sorry. Um, the ASRT uh, has about 157,000 members. So a little less than half of registered technologists. I went in my service, the people that I work alongside, the ASRT, regardless of membership, represents 350,000 technologists. You know why? Because the work that's done by the ASRT is not biased to membership. You will never hear me have a conversation about uh, pushing membership to the ASRT, but there will be a conversation about accountability because you want me to communicate with you. 
yeah, I don't have your contact information. You know, and so what the ASRT does is, you know, if I'm going off the mission, it, you know, it says it wants to be the premier provider for medical imaging uh, and radiation therapy through uh, education, through professionalism, through innovation, uh, through leadership, uh, and to make sure, you know, that, you know, in our vision that we are promoting, uh, you know, professionalism, uplifting the profession and promoting uh, patient safety and quality healthcare delivery. So great. So what does that mean, Brandon? It's just everybody says that. Okay, so what's going on at the ASRT is when you are encouraging, we are working for you. When you are discouraging, we are working for you. When you believe in what we do, we are working for you. When you do not believe, we are working for you. When, you know, our value is seen or we're discounted, we are working for the same people who do both. That is non-biased. And, and people say, oh, man, that's so commendable. No, it's not. Because sometimes it's difficult. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult to invest your time and talents in somebody theoretically, you know, will spit on what you do. Right. But what they don't see is um, the mother that's running from meeting to meeting, volunteering her time away from her job who is trying to balance being a professional, being an advocate and being a mother, um, being a person. Let's talk right. about self-care too and being a person um, who, you know, we may go to a board meeting and, you know, you have a board member who's trying to fly back just to see her, her his or her son before they're deployed. Right. Or, or a board member whose spouse is not used to them not being home as frequently and learning a new normal to function or the grandparent who's away from the grandchildren or, you know, all these things that it's not a loss of time. It's an investment in time to make sure things happen. And you have to look at the people who you love who might not understand what you do professionally and make them understand that the time that you feel like I'm taking away from you, I'm investing one in a profession that if something happens to you and you need diagnostic, interventional, or therapeutic care, the medical imaging professional or therapist who's treating you has benefited from, from people showing up and advocating for who we are and what we do. Right. Two, if you decide to enter this field, that this field is continuously growing and getting to a point that it has something to offer you for the long term. And I think when we start talking about growth, you know, as a as an organization, and it have to be a reminder of as we continue to grow, we continue to appreciate what was, take advantage of what is, and plan for what's coming. Um, there's a lot of advocacy that goes on with the air too when we start talking about actual things going on, legislation. See, we get caught up in legislative efforts that are red flags and go, oh, that's a major thing. Um, but don't realize there are oftentimes 17 things going on at the same time that you're totally unaware of that affect different modalities. You have um, legislation out about mammography and screenings, legislation out about the use of radionuclides in innovative uh, nuclear medicine procedures. You have the Healthcare Workers Act that pr uh, protects healthcare workers against uh, violence in places like the ER and uh, the rise in violence based right. on COVID and the things going on. You have um, uh, act about uh, 
uh, osteoporosis in, in bone density. Um, you have the, the uh, Radiation um, Act 1981, when we talk about having radiation um, protection and safety laws, that standards set that is not fully implemented today because we're still fighting to have licensure in all states. I could go down. I could. Keep oh yeah, Georgia going down is all these Yeah, yeah. yeah so and I'll be in I Georgia. Ran, I ran a poll not long ago asking uh, how your last X-ray was it done by X-ray Technologies? That was mm-hmm. certain. Some people are like what I never thought about that. You know, people don't know that. And I remember managing a, a urology office, mm-hmm. and that was really I was like two years out of school, and that's when I realized I did their radiation safety, where I realized that medical assistants were taking X-rays, and I had to educate them on how to. It was like having X-ray school, right? And it was scary. I'm just gonna leave it there. It was scary at some of the X-rays that were being taken on people, could you know, sure. and some of the radiation they were getting. So. To the ASRT, I mean, hats off. I don't, I, I, in my opinion, I would love to see more technologists fully understand the role of the ASRT because I think once we're educated and we want to be professionals, we want to support, we want to benefit from it, we can all work together and, you know, support one another, you know, support the hard work that you guys are doing because uh, you just opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I never knew and didn't. And never thought about. And frankly, I just didn't know. So thank you for that. And I think more of our audience, when they see this and hear this, will understand, mm, this is what the ASRT does. Mm-hmm. Or and, the, I remember or not. and the foundation, the ASRT foundation gives out oh my, hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. every year. Yeah aimed at the development of students, the development of professionals, uh, disaster relief, all kinds of things that are going on. And so when we talk about paying a membership or premium membership, anywhere from $125 annually to a hundred and Let's see, I might pay 160 because some are 140 odd dollars because chapters and I'm not going to get in logistics. Um, if you think somebody is charging you $125 for continuing education units, and that's the only benefit you're getting, my first question to you is, have you had that conversation with somebody? My second question is, if you've had that conversation, because the conversation is an exchange of ideas. So that means that I'm talking and I'm listening and you're talking and you're listening. Because if you're coming in and your ears are already closed or your uh, external acoustic meatus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's me being nerd. That's me being nerd. I'm sorry, I'm corny, y'all. Right. No, uh, it's so funny when you said it. I said, that sounds like something us medical folks do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's blocked. Then... Where are we getting to? It is so easy. It is so easy to criticize and despise a mirror's reflection. Yeah. Without taking that time and ask yourself, honestly, God, ask yourself if the ASRT or or professional organization is not doing what they should do for me, am I doing? What I need to what do. I should be doing for me. And I'm not and I'm not taking away because there's accountability there. I'm accountability for your dissatisfaction, even when you're not showing up for yourself. That's how that's how we work. It's it's not people confuse and they love to use that radiographic marker of fair. That marker don't work here. Yeah. 
It doesn't work because it's not about fair. Right. It's about when when you start to volunteer, when you start to show up, we sign up for different levels of accountability and fair goes out the window. Yeah. I lose my privilege to have an opinion because I have to champion your purpose. You right. can tell me whatever you want to tell me. I can't respond to you in that way. And then when we when we start to really grow, our ego starts to shrink because what we're measuring our performance by is service. And so I have to take all the feedback you give, good, bad, indifferent. I'm not doing anything with my time. I'm sitting on my laurels. We eat caviar. We drink wine. <laughs> all this, you know, I'm laughing. Yeah. Like, where did, where, well, show me the footage. Where was right, that? Yeah. You but know. we do, we do appreciate, I'll tell you, I, my appreciation for what you have said, I think is going to speak volumes to many more people because it did for me. Mm. Um, and even if someone takes one thing away, you mm. know, that one, whatever that one thing you guys take away from this, you know, our mission is that our field of radiology, that we become professionals, number one. And the way you present yourself and you 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 act and you you show up is usually how people treat you, whether they like you or not. You right. know, so how we show up, you know, if is if you have a job and you're late all the time, but you're a great worker, people probably aren't going to keep you. It doesn't matter how good of a worker you are. You're late all the time. You're costing them money. So that's the same thing in life. You know, if you present yourself well, whether people like you or not, you know, they will understand what you're presenting. And that's professionalism. They'll take notice and say, hmm. Now it's 20 years she's been saying she does, she's not a nurse, she's an x-ray tech. Right, <laughs> you know, right. she does MR. And, and then I think that's the same with the ASRT. You know, as people are educated and, and it may take time for some others, but I could I love the way the ASRT is presenting things We've, and social media has become our friend now. So I think mm -hmm. over the years, we're going to see more. So I want to end this out because this is, we got so much more we could talk about in a limited time, but well, can I, I, ask, I can ask one thing to your, to the listeners. Uh -huh. By no means do I want anybody to think that I, I see things in rose colored glasses and there's not an opportunity for improvement, but before you find yourself disappointed, right? at least give your, sitting representatives, be it your chapter delegate, be it your uh, officers, the opportunity to disappoint you before you declare yourself disappointed, connect with somebody, have an experience, not your friend's experience. And if you had an experience 25 years ago, maybe we up for a renewal and give me an opportunity to give you a different experience. But before you write it off, and I'm not talking about membership. I don't care. Right. I, and they're gonna, somebody going to keep and say, Brandon, you shouldn't say that. I would like for you to be. No, a I know what you mean, though. Right. I would like for you to be a member, but not if it is reluctant in your dissatisfaction. Right. Find a reason there. But we're going to work for you regardless. That's not contingent on the work that we do. But I'll go back to say connect with, connect with somebody. Connect with me. Hold me accountable. But make sure that the same expectations you hold for another are reasonable in comparison to the expectations you hold for yourself. Well, you said a, a mouthful there. You said too how I, I just know the free resources I got from the ASRT before I became a member. So that says a lot to me. And then what you said earlier was, you know, um, connect, connect with people and get a new experience. We all evolve and we grow in life and we change. You know, I mean, for me, 
I'm a different person than I was 20 years ago. So I'm going to see it differently. I'm going to take advantage of different things. That's just how life goes. But I love how early you talked about going back, reaching back to high schoolers. So I want to end up and say, what advice would you give to young men and women who want to look into the medical field, but they don't want to go to be a doctor or a nurse? Medical imaging and radiation therapy is not a contingency plan. It is not a profession that you get into because you didn't make it somewhere else. There is such a misconception that medical imaging and radiation therapy are not competitive, and they are just as competitive, if not more competitive, and they're also very lucrative. Mm -hmm. And so as the fields continue to climb uh, and, and strive, understand that I am not an ally to healthcare. I don't work in allied uh, health, as, as they like to term it. I do direct patient care. And so this is one of those things that if you want to do direct patient care, if you want to utilize your talents by, by using what you know about uh, patient care through technology, physics, anatomy, pharmacology, biology, radiation, then come here. This is what we have for you. We are specialists that specialize. We are not... Uh, I am, I'm a button pusher. And so people say, well, that's rude to say I am a button pusher. But if I change all these parameters <laughs> and you press the same button I push, I guarantee you won't produce the same image I produce. So yes, I am a button pusher, but understand that I set the tone for what happens when the button is pressed. I have, okay. I got my sound bite for this podcast when I do, because <laughs> I have never thought of it that way, but you explained it and you gave it in a way that really helps people to understand. I mean, you brought down pharmacology, physics, and I mean, that was perfect and a perfect way that I'm going to end this. I have nothing else to say after that. That that hit, <laughs> that hit drove the nail into the wood for me because I do know that some technologists get really, you know, I push buttons. I love how you said that, but also determine how the image is going to come out. Right. Have I, to but... change the grip. They, they, but they, they, no, nobody wants to talk about the precursor. You're talking yeah. about the action. I do press buttons. <laughs> but I also set the parameters that dictate how the button, what, what, what happens after the button is pressed. So I cannot wait to that. have you back. Yeah, I you cannot know. wait to have you back on the panel. We're doing a panel <laughs> of different, one modality of each person. And we are going to have a nice little panel discussion with topics. Um, and I would love to have you back for that. This has been I such... Mean. Such a great conversation. I love your candidness. I love your down-to-earthness and your knowledge of the field. And I think people can relate to that. And we're on the same wavelength that we want radiology to be, you know, noticed correctly and as a profession. This is a profession, not a backup career, not something where you right. failed at PA school or something else and you came right. into radiology. We this are very smart. This and intelligent, hardworking people. We make good money. This is a choice. So. Make good money. I mean, that, because that's what ultimately people want to know. It's like, you know, I never forget when I was still teaching at the college, somebody said, uh, we're interviewing a student. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> the student said, say, okay, so what brings you to, to radiology, radiography? He says, uh, well, you know, I thought I want to do something in healthcare, but I didn't. I don't want to do direct patient care. I said, "Hey, y'all, I'm good. I'm, I'm." That's. I said, "Let's talk about that." And so then you start to have conversations, but you have to, you have to set the tone. And if you notice, you're gonna see my my introduction is gonna be the same every time. The most important thing I'm gonna tell you about me throughout this whole thing is my name is Brandon. 
all these letters and alphabets yeah. don't mean anything. If I don't put meaning to them, not mind you, yes, they mean I did something. Right. But I empower them. They don't empower me. Right. And so then we start talking about what we do. You know, a lot of times, you know, people think we get in these positions. Oh, you know, oh, you just doing it for you. I don't need anything for my resume. I'm telling you, I am here to a point that sometimes uh, I laugh and tell some of my friends, I said, my children at times probably will have daddy issues. Like, daddy, you were gone a lot of times, but I wasn't not doing anything. Right, you know, right. I tell my, and I tell my wife the same thing. My wife is a nurse. Oh, wife, okay. She's actually a nurse. She's in, in, in imaging leadership. And so oh. we her talk, because uh, at first, when she first got in the, the imaging realm, she was like, oh, this didn't that go? I said, let me, hold, let me stop you, honey. <laughs> Let me stop you. I said, you feel that way because you're used to walking into any and every service line and being the center of attention. You are in an imaging department. Yeah. Here, ma'am, you're ancillary, but we appreciate you for being an ally <laughs> and being here. I see yeah. only you could say that to her. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna thank you so much, uh Brandon, for coming and agreeing to do this. And congratulations. Well, on thank you so much. I appreciate June. it. We gotta we can't wait to hear how everything goes and the big celebration you're gonna have in June, I'm sure. Oh my and God. thank you everyone for listening to Let's Chit Chat Wellness and Travel, our radiology series. We are so excited again to have Brandon A. Smith. You guys, if you are able to follow Brandon on LinkedIn. I will put his uh, at his link inside of the description and also at the bottom of this podcast if you're watching it. Again, thank you. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a review. And thank you again. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.